This week on Florida's Fourth Estate, the hunter becomes the hunted. So what sank its teeth into the hunter? Also, a crook gets creative and runs a meth ring from behind bars. And monkeys flying or at least diving into a popular spot for kayakers. Why these monkeys are dive bombing in this Florida river. And our guest this week is Bill Graff from the South Florida Water Management District. And we're talking about a slithery problem in the Everglades, Burmese pythons. It's been well over a couple of decades since we recognized that they are breeding. So you do have a breeding population. So you could add no more Burmese pythons to the Everglades and you, you still have a continuing escalating problem. It's all ahead on this week's Florida's Fourth Estate. Hi there, and welcome to what we're calling Season 2 of Florida's <laughs> Fourth Estate. We're revamping this thing. We've got an awesome new producer named Tiffany. I've gained about 17 pounds of muscle. Oh, oh, and muscle? since our last episode, really? Ginger has brand new hair. So <laughs> That's every episode. That's every episode. Hey, I'm Matt Austin, by the way. And I'm Ginger Gadsden. Why are, are you saying we're calling it our second season, or yeah. is it our second season? This is season? season two. Yeah. That's what we're calling it, and that's what it is. <laughs> it sounds like we're making it up or something. It well, really, we kind of it's are. True. You we know. went on a little bit of a hiatus. It wasn't announced. It was yeah. a surprise to us, too. Ginger was in rehab. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's not okay, true. Okay, maybe not. Okay, so we're joined today. We're going to talk about the... Burmese python population in South Florida in the Everglades. I know you've heard about this. Bill Graff with South Florida Water Management. He's a regional representative is going to be talking about why we're seeing what we're seeing happening. And it is astounding, the things that we're seeing and how we can get a handle on it and talk about the python hunts, because I think those are fascinating. And we're going to see if we can become python hunters by the end of this podcast. Yeah. I'll take the tail. You take the head. Yeah. And we'll of be course. good to yeah. go. What's, what's new? It's just how we handle things daily <laughs> yeah. uh, on the job. So we're going to continue the way we did it before. We start with some really interesting stories or stories we think are pretty interesting that we come across in Florida, which, you know, Florida. So <laughs> the thing I want to start with is the hunter becoming the hunted. It happened in, I think it's Martin County. This guy was out. He's hunting hogs. But what he didn't realize is that he was being hunted by something else, a gator, which, you know, they're indigenous to Florida. Ten footer. Yeah. And so the gator just kind of takes a bite out of him while he's, you know, kind of sneaking up on a hog. And I believe the hog got away. Hog's the, just fine, everybody. <laughs> but the there guy was no bacon not, for breakfast. I know. The guy, he's like, call, he goes like, fire off a shot, call 911, get help. You know, I've just been bitten by a 10-foot gator. It's incredible uh, that I'm something like that would happen. I'm sorry, but you buried the lead. He was out <laughs> hog hunting with his wife. Yes. Well, I mean, that's what couples do. Don't you Can take you your wife hog hunting? Can you imagine if I asked my wife to go hog hunting? She would do it. She loves you. I would never you. see her again. Well, maybe that that that's would... why she would take you hog hunting. <laughs> yeah. If, I, if she's <laughs> going hog hunting with me. What's that over there, I honey? better not turn my back. <laughs> so uh, I just thought that was, it's one of those, I don't know if that's considered irony or not you know the definition of ironic is I always forget what the Alanis Morissette song I know and because nothing in that song's ironic <laughs> no exactly <laughs> but Bill on top of pythons being an issue hogs uh, are an issue oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. as yeah. well right yeah, yeah we uh, the South Florida Water Management District owns well manages well over a million acres and hogs are one of our big issues yeah. they come out and they root up things they and, tear things up yeah yeah and then much like the Bur Burmese python they're just weren't here, well, there was a, a native population, but mm -hmm. not to the extent that we see today. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. I see. Yeah. So that's why people are allowed to go and hunt them. All right. Let's talk about this uh, crazy story <laughs> that happened. It actually sparked, sparked in Georgia. Okay. So there was this guy running this huge drug ring, a meth ring, yeah. out of a prison cell in Georgia. He managed to sell 200 pounds of crystal meth in Volusia <laughs> County <laughs> over the past year alone. I mean, I think that's kind of ingenious. Yeah. This is like Breaking Bad, except at the end, they find out the guy is in jail. I'm picturing like these detectives and they've got these lines everywhere with pins and faces. And they finally realize, wait, it's this guy who's already in jail. The call's coming from inside the prison. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it's like. Like, how do you do that? It's kind of impressive. I wouldn't even know how to smuggle something into jail. This guy's just running a whole huge operation. I mean, the fact that he had a cell phone and he had office hours, you know, because, you know, there's lights out, you know, at a certain time I, mm-hmm. I I haven't done time so there was a know. big old RV parked right out in <laughs> yeah. front no one noticed <laughs> but I mean he's got he's definitely using his creative juices while he's in jail yeah so. that's good don't just let your mind rot yeah I would say yeah he's rehabilitating himself <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah I mean at least he doesn't have to get used to the surroundings right he's right yeah he's gonna be there for a while for he a was minute. keeping his skills fresh I guess mm-hmm. I don't know all right the the next story we love animal stories around here but I want you to just listen to something before we even talk about it so can we roll the video and you, you're gonna hear a sound and I'm gonna ask you what you think that is don't look at the video Oh my God. It sounds like people just diving, right? Those are rhesus macaque monkeys. And that is the, is that Silver Springs? Yeah, this yeah. is Silver River, I believe. It yep. is incredible. When you hear, have you, you've seen this yeah. before. Well, I've not seen this particular behavior, but yeah, they're, yeah, you motor up and down the yeah, run and Yeah, a, a guy was just, a, he's a 70-year-old guy, since he's never seen anything like this in his entire life. He's just in, on his kayak, and this starts happening right in front of him. They're cannonballing in the river, mm. and one, someone who studies this says that he doesn't think that they were doing it for fun. He was thinking one of the males was trying to get all of the other guys to cross the river. So he starts jumping, and then they all just start following him. And there is some credence to that, because you see, once they jump in, look at this video right he's, here. Oh, yeah, he's You can going. see him swimming he's all going. across. So there's, like, this apparently big dominant dude over here who's yeah. like, all right, everybody's going to cross the river. He starts screaming <laughs> at them. I'm going first. And for some reason, they have to jump from the very top of the trees. <laughs> he can't just scoot them off no. the bank. Yeah. You know? And speaking of things that, you know, we're talking about things that are not, that are not indigenous to central Flor- Florida or Florida at all. These monkeys apparently got here because of the Tarzan movie yeah, in the 30s. And they were going to have some sort of amusement park. So they had 12 monkeys and the amusement park never took off. And I don't know if they knew that this would happen. Because <laughs> if you're jumping on no. Yes, that's you don't want to be the ride. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything native left in our woods, Bill? <laughs> fewer and fewer. Yeah. Alligators. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, alligators. Exactly. But it's just such Deer. great and cool video to see and, and to hear, actually. Okay, from animals to Madonna. She's got a concert. She is coming to Florida. Yeah. And she changed. So everybody bought these tickets for the Madonna concert. Not cheap. Very expensive tickets. This guy spent a thousand dollars. Now he's suing Madonna because <laughs> Madge, as they call her, I think, right? Is I don't, it, do they still I don't call, call her that? I just call her Madonna. You just call her Madonna. She uh, maybe it sounds like that with her accent that she <laughs> developed over the years. But you um, basically, he people bought the tickets. It was a start time for eight thirty. Mm-hmm. She changed the time 
Now it's 10.30. Who goes to a concert to start? Uh, first off, you couldn't pay me $1,000 to go to a Madonna concert oh, in wow. the afternoon. That's harsh. But harsh. my wife would love to, but not me. And then 10.30 at night? That's when she starts. I mean, you're going to be entertained because she probably has 12 opening acts. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that's just what her predicted start time is. Those shows never start or the superstar never comes out right when they're supposed mm -hmm. to. There's always some delay. So it probably is going to be like 11, 1130 midnight before she even hit the stage. It's just late. And this guy is like, she's 90. Why isn't she coming out earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't yeah, I don't know. I would think she'd be tired to start I would think so, yeah. working. Would you go to a Madonna concert at 1030 at night, Bill? No. How about 930? <laughs> Anytime. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a hard no. If, if somebody gave me a thousand dollars, probably. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you have to. Hey, you get paid to go. We to are concert. about in the same boat. Yeah. Okay. I knew we were going to get along yeah. well. Yeah. If you like that story, get ready for an even better one because it's time for our Floridian of the week. Hit it, Phil. And now your Floridian of the week. All right, let me give you a gander at Latravia McGill. That early like nice in the morning. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy from the name, at least. Oh. So he was on probation. What do you think is the last place you'd want to break into as a criminal if you're on probation? Ginger, I'll give you one guess. A jail. Well, or... how about a probation office? Okay, that would be up there, too. <laughs> Breaking into a jail probably would. Well, that would be extra. That would be a whole extra level. I don't know what would be in a jail. <laughs> that's the My last, cot. That's the, the, meth, the last the time. guy. Yeah, yeah the, the meth guy. <laughs> Maybe he was breaking out his meth friend. Yeah. So they found this guy. He was on his bike. after. So he broke into the probation office. He was stealing some stuff from there. He stole an alarm. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> apparently more than one person wants to break into a probation okay. office. And then as the cops were trying to stop him, he tossed the alarm okay. to the side. They'll never catch him now. He's Kept lighter. Yeah, yeah oh, he's, he's lighter. He, now he's, he's like, you know, the wind isn't holding him up as much. And he goes on his bike, and he was doing okay until the chain broke. <laughs> <laughs> now he's facing multiple charges That's for breaking into That's a bad day. Into, That's uh, a pretty bad day. Office. That's sad that your story ends with the chain breaking on your bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume the bike was probably stolen as well. Yeah. And it's not a, like he can, you know, he has a patch kit or something. Steal a can, better bike. Well, <laughs> come on, man. Is, is that what we want him to do? That is the moral of the story. Thank you, Bill. Steal a better bike. <laughs> All right. So, so the reason we are here today, thank you, Bill Graff, for being here and talking about something that we find so fascinating because as news anchors, whenever we have one of these stories, it's always jaw-dropping. And we're talking about Burmese pythons, which mm -hmm. are just taking over, it seems like, everywhere. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how we got here, because there are a couple of reasons well, why. Well, and I think, yeah, there's multiple stories, but uh, generally um, you did have uh, pet pythons that just outgrew their their owners mm -hmm. uh, and they oh my gosh what am I going to do with Henrietta and well I'll take her out to the Everglades because yeah <laughs> so yeah they would take them out and I think we also understood that um, uh, Hurricane Andrew when mm -hmm. it just ripped a path through South Florida um, did cause some caged Burmese pythons to get uh, to get loose. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, so there might have been multiple opportunities for them to get out there, but it's been well over 
couple of decades since we recognized that they are breeding. So you do have a breeding population. So you could add no more Burmese pythons to the Everglades, and you, you still have a continuing escalating problem. I know we had a story once about the amount of eggs that one python can carry and it's shocking, right? Yeah. Like, is, is, can't they have like 50 or 60? Yeah, it's, it's an incredible number, yeah. I'm not a herpetologist, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. So, it's pretty significant. And these yeah. things, when they, okay, why are they so bad? They're, not only are they not indigenous, they really don't have any natural... No natural predators. In the wild, right? Because they, sh- they don't and belong they, there. They become the apex predator in an ecosystem where they did not exist historically and they mm-hmm. did not evolve in that system. And so the fur-bearing, uh, you know, think of some small animal with fur, you know, rabbits, squirrels, uh, raccoons. They've completely decimated that population. And people are noticing that they're yeah. they're going to the Everglades and they're, they're not seeing these animals, these cute little animals they right. used to see one time before. So yeah, things are just completely out of balance. I mean, so you look at the Everglades and then we, we as a society beginning, oh gosh, in the 1800s, we started replumbing it and we got the water completely out of whack. And now we have this Burmese python who's got the, the wildlife population completely out of whack. And so South Florida Water Management District, working in partnership with the Army Corps of Engineers, is spending billions of dollars to get the water right, to get mm-hmm. the, the water deliveries, the quality, the timing, all of this. And now you've got this python problem that is, so I guess the point being that spending billions of dollars to get the water right and you've still got this other problem and it is a big problem so much so that you guys are i mean we're paying people now to hunt these things tell us about that because i was uh, surprised that as south florida water management in charge of of this hunt well working in partnership with florida fish and wildlife Mm -hmm. conservation commission yes so there are uh getting ready to double the the core group of people to 50 hunters who will work then just continuously on this problem but then they have events which i believe are probably more associated with making people aware of the problem Mm -hmm. but yeah you can your cousin can come down from south dakota and get his permit yeah anticipate in this thing i was just what qualifies as a python hunter because i I know I can't go out there and wrangle one of these things. What are, what should you know about that? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I mean, you have to have a license. No, right? Like, no, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's you're right. I mean, it's not like any game animal that's here, but you do have people who are uh, oh gosh, raised in in the uh, in the Everglades or in South Florida who. Okay. You know, Look at this thing. They're, they're measuring this one. Mm-hmm. I think that might be one of the 17-footers there. Yeah. And that's not uncommon. And that's just one that was caught. Think of right. all the ones that are out there running around just, like, having babies and mating again. That is... Yeah, so yeah, how many do we think? I mean, obviously, there's some real monsters mm. out there. Do we have any idea? We don't have any idea how we many We don't have any idea. So far, wow. the program has taken out thirty, little over 3,700. And I would say... Yeah, we're nowhere near. It's not even yeah, putting we're, a dent we're not even. Yeah, we're declaring that amount of success, but qualifying and saying no, this needs to continue on and on and on, um, if we're going to ever get the the python out of the Everglades. And for anybody in there who's out there who's interested in slaying themselves a giant python, 
You can make some money, right? If you get one of those monsters, uh, I think it pays by the foot. And I, if like it's an $25 extra. Yeah. extra per foot or something like yeah. that. I, it's $15 an hour from what I understand, just regular. Mm-hmm. Like I can go out there and just not catch anything and earn $15 an hour. Cause oh. I, well, I think so. I'm just going to go out and not look You're for them. You're just going to go gonna, out and power I'm going to sit in a tree right. stand. <laughs> terrified. Just in the fetal position. Nope, barking. I didn't see a thing. <laughs> pay me. But I feel like when you catch a monster like the one we're seeing there on screen, yeah, that yeah, yeah, premium that they mm-hmm. pay a premium bounty. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's going to have to be a lot more money than that for me to get out there. Yes, and and I should also <laughs> point out, you know, think about what we do as Americans. We find a problem, and then all of a sudden, out of seemingly out of the woodwork, comes all these various opportunities and things. So, you know, for example, there's an organization or or a company in uh, Kissimmee creating. I don't know if it's a camera filter or a camera itself, but it does create uh, more contrast so that you can see the pythons better. Oh, uh, you got, you got, they're working with Auburn University on canines that uh, can apparently smell them out. And then you've got even DNA situations where they can, you know, so the point that was made was, you know, obviously we're looking for a needle in a haystack, but first and foremost, we got to find the haystack. Sure. Yeah. So, sure. you know, so environmental DNA. So you can take, you know, some bit of swamp and, and tell if, and they've, tell been if they've been there. Oh, Holy cow. Now, that's now you're blowing my mind. Yeah. yeah. I don't like the canine because I feel like if a canine, because I well, love they dogs. Would be, yeah, they would be definitely. Uh, it's going to be a yeah, German not, chef. Yeah. They're not going to send Chihuahua. All right, little Chihuahua, little Mimi, get in yeah. there and find that 20 Some people wouldn't mind. But I'm just saying, if these things, they're apex predators, mm-hmm. right? And we've seen the video and pictures of it trying to swallow an alligator hole or a deer hole and just mm-hmm. exploding. Yep. So what's it going to do to that little canine? I don't care if you have a German shepherd or not well, it's just kind of you know like um i guess uh, similar to say a, a drug dog he alerts on a situation yeah. he doesn't participate in it but he alerts and, he and, alerts and yes. then you know so the officer <laughs> says oh something's going on here and yeah, yeah so that's I, that's the idea i just I love ginger's thoughts of hunting like <laughs> they're gonna, no, they're gonna send hunter. these tiny dogs in there and they're gonna hey, what's over tear here, apart guys? This <laughs> i know she's picturing her little dog cinnamon <laughs> That's the only time I would wrestle a python is to get my dogs from its jaws. Oh, and we're seeing we've seen video of these things swimming in the water. Like there's nothing that can stop. They swim like fish, right? Well let's hope it just continually get cold snaps up here and Slow them, yeah, down. slow them down. It's going to have to be pretty cold yeah, for yeah. them to, you know, if we're talking, if we're in the Midwest and something like this is released, all it's going to take is one winter and they're gone. Right. But that's not, I mean, it's Florida. They're they're like retirees here. They're comfortable. They're yeah. living the life. And it's like, hey, it's warm. It's, you know, it's nice. I got some food everywhere I go. All you retirees can send your emails to G. Gadsden. Okay, I'm not saying WKMG. <laughs> she just compared you to pythons. I would love to know. So people in central Florida, I know I have wondered this myself. Is is there a line that these things refuse to cross because hopefully it gets too cold or are they just slowly I know they found some of these up here it's a big woods too they hitch rides yeah are, but I mean I they haven't seen like a big population like down south no and I think the problems we've seen up here have been individual pets that have broken loose yeah. and then within a couple of months you know they find them or mm-hmm. or not but um, yeah I I'd say Lake Okeechobee I'd, south of the lake is obviously where all the problem is now yeah i've not heard of much coming up to kissimmee valley so so i don't have to worry about walking out my front door and finding a python in orlando unless you just had a neighbor who had one and yeah. decided to let it go 
Yeah, I mean, I think that would be the most likely situation <laughs> okay. as your neighbor. You know, there are other issues in Central Florida, I think, that would be higher on my list of concerns, yeah. such as getting run over by people who are not watching where they're driving. Correct. <laughs> texting drivers. Yes, oh yes. Boy, I yeah. have been run over yes, by a texting yes, driver, actually. Yes. It's a yeah, true so story, the, true story. Yeah. I mean, it's it's true, but I mean, this is one of the things where people are, they hear about it and you mm-hmm. read about it, and it's a concern, yeah. and the concern, not necessarily to people, but what it's doing to the environment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a huge, um, a huge impact to the Everglades. And like I say, I mean, we as a society have dedicated ourselves to Everglades restoration. And this is, you know, a generational activity. This is something that's going to expand my career and whoever fills my shoes, their career. Yeah. And now you've got a python that's seriously affecting the success of that. Yeah. I do hear a lot of politicians kind of patting themselves on the back. Oh, we gave this much money to restore the Everglades this year. I'm curious from your position, are we doing enough? Are we putting enough resources toward that? Or do we really need to do Hmm. more? Because it seems like a problem that really could affect everybody. You mean the problem of the pythons or just Everglades in general? I'm talking Everglades in general. I've sort of veered off topic here for a second because you started talking about it. But it does seem like a big issue. Mm -hmm. I know we're throwing some money at it, but are we throwing enough? Well, I think, you know, you have to, I mean, there is a plan. There are projects. It's, you have to construct these things. I mean, just the Everglades uh, Reservoir, the EAA Reservoir, um, sure, we need it. We need that to limit the discharges to the estuaries so that we can um, eliminate that problem. But just the scale of these things and, you know, just the engineering alone is a years-long effort mm-hmm. and then of course acquiring the land yeah sure you could uh you know you could throw a zillion dollars at it yeah. and and maybe things would pick up a pace but you know you you also want to be deliberate you want to learn by what you're doing so that the next project maybe reflects some of that mm-hmm. uh, that you've learned so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a debate that will go on and on yeah. and on. But uh, I think there is a concerted effort. We do enjoy support of the federal government on this. We could enjoy some more. <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs> always. But, uh, and, of course, uh, Governor DeSantis is four square behind this. They mm-hmm. just did uh, events down on the uh, reservoirs of the, of the systems that take the water to the estuaries where they'll be capturing and treating that water, uh, capturing high flows. And then, you know, kind of like the stormwater system in your neighborhood, you know, in a big, heavy rain, it captures that, and then it allows it to slowly go on downstream. Mm-hmm. Similarly, these big reservoirs on the Caloosahatchee and the St. Lucie uh, canals will do the same thing. So those things are happening. Like I say, the EA reservoir, all the water quality issues. You know, when you think about the Everglades, what blows my mind is that if you pull a sample in the middle of the Everglades, it is to test at 10 parts per billion, billion with a B, phosphorus. So the water going into Lake Okeechobee could be several hundred parts per billion. And we have to clean that water before it goes south because the nutrient, the Everglades is a nutrient poor system. It just historically and evolutionary, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very nutrient poor, the sawgrass. So then when you start to put a lot of um, phosphorus and nitrogen, then you completely change the plant palette, the you know, the landscape um, vegetatively. And so there again, you have another 
you know, impacted the Everglades. And you're thinking, well, gee, I was just giving it a little nutrients. Well, that throws that out of whack. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, there's so many things to do. So, yeah, I... You're stressing me out. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of issues that you got to work out. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. I just get to talk on TV. Yeah, more. I'd rather talk about the Burmese python. It's like less daunting when you talk about, you yeah, know, just, in terms of the water like that. Uh, have you seen one of these things out in the wild mm-hmm. and in person? What What was your experience? What was your encounter? Well, and it was very odd because we had some school children out there. <laughs> and it wasn't dissimilar Uh-oh. from this discussion. They were interested in the python and, and one of our... Uh, uh, land management people had snagged one and thrown it in a bag and here kids you know, take a look at this and and, uh, and this python was not happy so big surprise there yeah right? exactly yeah. I'm in a bag and, and I'm, I'm thinking oh my gosh are there going to be attorneys involved when this is all over and fortunately because yeah I mean trying to just control and this was not a big one it was probably four or five feet and, oh, and wow. what did we see 17 17 18? yeah yeah so just controlling this animal was yeah it was fairly daunting and i was very happy that they, when they eventually got it back in the bag and and no child was injured and <laughs> yeah. that making it no a, lawsuits a, were filed just <laughs> a four or five yeah footer oh, and he, you out, oh and he was i mean as soon as you grab it he just you know just right up oh, his God. arm and around his neck and because they strain they, yeah. they start to strangle you yeah right? yeah they're, they are a, yeah they're a constrictor so yeah. they don't they will bite you just to be mean but they don't have any venom and uh, so they just yeah, squeeze so and they squeeze. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's a terrible way to die. Yeah, yeah it'd be awful. <laughs> it would be and, awful. Yeah, that was. Yeah, okay, so was, that you got you, you got out of that one, and everyone was unscathed. Yes, and I think we decided to not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, we're going to go to your classroom from now on. Yeah. <laughs> You're not coming out to the Everglades. But you yeah. know, is people will hear these stories and they see the population and they see the problem we have. But there are always those yahoos who think, "Oh, what a cool pet to have!" And you get this little 17-inch thing mm-hmm. or a 12-inch thing, and it's adorable at the time. And you know, yes. you're feeding it and feeding it, and one morning you wake up and it's like at your bedside looking at you like a snack. Right. What do you tell people who just, I mean, there's just some people who want these exotic animals. Yeah, and I haven't really ever had that conversation because I'm afraid that I would not be, um, <laughs> they would not appreciate my comments. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, and there, there are people who really enjoy. I mean, like I think I told you earlier, I had a snake when I was a kid. You know, it's a fun thing to do. Yeah, but you, you know. didn't have a Burmese python. No, I didn't have a Burmese python. Yeah. No, he had gone. an anaconda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when it was time for it to go, then I could put it back where I found it and, and everything sure. was good. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and of course, FWC, Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, will do a... Um, an amnesty day so if you wanted to part with this overgrown pet but as i'm sure you are with your pets you become attached and and then the heartstrings and oh I and, uh, well my dog's just gonna lick me yeah. to death he's not gonna you know she's not gonna squeeze cinnamon's the not gonna me. kill you in yes. your sleep i don't think but yeah <laughs> the, the, some of these things are freaky we've heard the stories about the ones where they come in to get them and they're wrapped around a toilet and they like crack the porcelain because oh, they're, yeah. they're so strong and yeah, it's uh, these are big, strong, dangerous animals, mm-hmm. and when you just let them out into the wild, it's going to cause everybody some problems. So, this has been a fascinating talk. And yeah. I know it's probably not the last time we'll be. There's talking like about 16 it different topics I want to talk to you about. I know we're okay. going to have you back to talk about some more I water sh- stuff when we're we're more prepared to not be depressed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I'll keep the. Um, the what you have no? no what American, did you want to talk about? Well, no, I was just. Uh, <laughs> 
Hit me. You know, there are there are going to be people in the audience who will say that this is cruel, and I just want to mm -hmm. assure them that all these hunters are trained on how to dispatch these snakes as humanely as possible, and they do follow, um, you know, advisories from and the protocols. American Veterinary Medical Association. Okay. And so, yes, there are, and they do have to agree, you know, if, when you sign on, when you get the job, $15 an hour to go yeah, out there Yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. Then, um, yeah. then you agree to do it this way. Gotcha. And essentially, it's inflicting a wound that immediately destroys the brain. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So there's a specific way. Yeah, there is a specific way. How, how humane are the pythons to all the other wildlife? Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's the other issue. If you're a bunny, yeah, I'm sure you're yeah. not going to I'm enjoy. sure it's a quick no. shot to the brain, no, right? No, oh, no, no, they choke them to death. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, but yeah. I get it. I, everybody yeah. wants to be conscious of. And I'm glad you said that yeah, because people me will. I mean, it, regardless of what you say, people. Some people still won't hear that. And I like, love well, animals. I do too. Yeah, and I just don't want people to think that we're doing cruel stuff out there. But you've got a ecosystem completely out of balance because of these snakes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you have any hope of getting, I'm sorry, if any hope of getting things back into uh, balance, then yeah, you must take done. them, yeah, head on. Yeah. Awesome. Bill Graff, thank you so oh, much. It's oh. been a pleasure to talk to oh, you. you. And it's, um, you know, it's eye-opening. And I hope people will realize, like, these do not make great pets. And you don't want to wake up one morning and have to release it into your neighbor's house so it ends up in your neighbor's toilet. Yeah. Yes, that's bad. There were a lot of years where Florida just did not take care of its ecosystem, its water system. I'm glad that it seems like people are starting to focus on these things. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you guys are, I know, a huge piece to that. So we're going to have you on more. I know we've got water supply issues. Yep. Uh, we've got algae bloom issues. Mm -hmm. I know you guys have to tackle all sorts of stuff. So uh, we got about six more shows we're going to have <laughs> okay. you on for, With Bill. you, yes. Okay. Appreciate you. Very thank good. you so much for yeah. uh, coming in and thank joining you. us. Oh, thank you. It's thank a pleasure. You. My name is Matt Austin. I'm Ginger Gadsden. We have producer Tiffany, and we've got Phil back in the booth running things we got a good group of people right here right now check us out season two in stores now <laughs> <laughs> i don't know we tried it cool i thought it was great <laughs>